What's up, Whisper Nation? I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're back with the Fantasy Whispers again. We're doing week three now. Can't believe it's already week three. We're talking those week three waiver wire ads that you are going to want to rush to the waiver wire. Make sure you grab at least a couple of these guys. Not only that, but we're going to, that's like the minimal stuff. We're going to tell you who, more importantly, to drop and get off your rosters, get away from those guys, or trade away in order to get some of this blood in on your lineup all that and more on this episode of the fantasy whispers right here. that's right johnny we're here we're doing it waiver wire week three is upon us we're rocking and rolling i'm big travi you can find me on twitter at big travi tfw i'm joined as you saw on the front of the show by johnny game time hicks johnny we're gonna be going through here how are you man week oh three, i'm it's already it's already here I can't believe it, man. Uh, it's it's nice because we get another debt for all these teams. Uh, the unfortunate news is that the points didn't really correlate with week one. And so and teams were, you know, kind of pulling out our hair, figuring, trying to figure out what is going on. Uh, yeah, Saints, I'm looking at you. But <laughs> that's not what we're diving into on that. We'll, we will dive into those uh, matchups and stuff, matchup breakdown available on our Patreon. So if you'd like to help our channel, help us support, lights on, keep us going while also getting extra content, make sure you go over to the Patreon page, sign up for either the $5 or the $10 tier, and you get a plethora of extra added content as well as a week or a monthly added drawing for a signed autographed jersey, as well as some sports card giveaways. A really nice value there. You can basically get a signed jersey for 10 bucks. Yeah, it's a great it's a great deal. You get to help out the cause. You get to help grow the, the uh, Patreon nation over there, which we love. We've got exclusive content for you. And then, as Johnny said, get a chance to win a signed jersey. We've got a Keenan Allen jersey coming in that's going to be given away. We've got some great ones in here that are in the in the mix. I'm being I'm being big Travi behind the stage. I'm a little loud, so I apologize uh, if I'm coming a little laggy through the stream. Trying to fix man internet these days. Well, I yeah. I can't even tell you technology, anything. man. Uh, Travis. Me. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to up there, big big Travi. Uh, You're I, good. I wanted to ask you. I know we're gonna dive these waiver wire guys we're going to talk about a bunch of them we're going to give you a list of guys to make sure you check and we'll dive into a little bit more than we normally do on these guys that are above 50 percent sure because we want to talk about it we want to make you guys have a, a plethora of knowledge on the guy just slightly above 50 percent so uh, that way you can go out and check your waiver wire for those guys more importantly and then those guys understand leagues are competitive our leagues are competitive give you we'll dive into some deeper stashes guys that are below 50 percent and we'll give you some uh running backs wide receivers a couple of tight ends a couple quarterbacks you can stream this week uh but first big travi is there anyone in particular could be on this list could not be on this list but anyone in particular that you are very excited for you saw this weekend you were encouraged this weekend by their usage uh, maybe like a guy that you were getting a little bit later drafts, um, but now seems to really start coming into uh, their own, and you could really see them. Maybe they aren't first, but, but you were able to pick them up later. Uh, what player are you kind of going out and trying to get, uh, or what player are you really excited for seeing what he's done in these weeks? 
Yeah, I, I think there it's it's impossible to to do this show without talking about Rondell Moore right now and what Rondell mm. Moore has been able to do. The problem that we had that I had writing about Rondell Moore this week is he is owned or rostered um, in over fifty two percent or yeah fifty two percent of sleeper leagues, which means I can't necessarily put him in the column and tell you to go get him because it's likely that you know in your league it's, it's over a fifty percent chance that you don't have him available. But I think his usage that we saw. Obviously, in a spiked week, we look at his snaps from week one, 29%. His snaps in week two, 46%. And then he's producing at a high level without even seeing more than 50%. That's That stat is courtesy of Zare K, our guy over on Twitter. You can find him at ZKantsFF. He's a he's in the listener league. He's a big, uh, big friend of ours. But, yeah, you know, yards per catch in both games, just over 16, um, 114 uh, yardage, uh, receiving yardage last week on seven catches on eight targets. Um, this is a game where, I mean, I'm, this article is going to be littered when it, when it gets up on the site later today, it's going to be littered with Arizona Cardinals from the tight end to AJ green to Rondell Moore. But I think Rondell Moore is the guy with the most upside out of this offense outside of Deandre Hopkins. I absolutely love the Rondell Moore call. We've been talking about him, uh, off season saying that most likely he was going to be in this waiver wire column. At some point early in the season, and here we are starting off with week three. Unfortunately for your boy, uh, I had to drop him right before week two. So now I have to go and uh, battle uh, for Rondell on on waivers. Luckily, in some other leagues, I was able to hold on to him. So not too bad. I like the Rondell Moore call. Um, all right, Travis, wanted to let people know on the way. And before we get into some of these deeper diver, uh, deep dive stashes here, and, and a rem- reminder of players that you need to look for on your waiver wire first just want to mention if you are new to our channel want to appreciate the people that are tuning in right now watching if you hit this video with a thumbs up greatly greatly appreciate it and if you're new to our channel you're stopping by or getting this information you like it please give us a subscribe hit that subscribe button hit the bell right next to it so you get notified whenever we go live which is basically daily whenever uh during the season basically live uh, five days a week. We produce content every single day to help you get ready for the fantasy football week and hopefully get you that W, get that win. All right, Travis, that's all my, that's all my promo promos for, for today that I have. I want to say what's up to Gus Ramos really quick while we're on the promo stick, do it four twenty. saying what's up guys. want to say what's up to you guys, Johnny, before we jump into the guys that are actually going to be in the column, I think it's important that we do a little rundown maybe of these guys that are rostered above 50%, just so everybody can get in. Like, I don't want everybody jumping in my DMS. Why are these guys not being talked about or, or, you know what I mean? Like these are guys rostered above 50% that I think you need to go to the waivers and make sure they're not in your league. So in the Mm -hmm. higher percentage, go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those, those guys are going to be Jalen Waddle, who is 89% owned. Michael Pittman Jr., 78% rostered. Uh, Justin Fields, who should see a lot more of the field moving forward with (laughs) Andy Dalton sideline for now, 69% probably would be our number one. Yeah, nice. Would be our probably number one quarterback option there if he's available in your league. Marvin Jones, 68%. James White at 67%. Darnell Mooney at 66%. Any of those top guys, Travis, that you like the most, just out of the ones I just mentioned. So Jalen Waddle, Michael Pittman, Fields, Marvin Jones, James White, and Darnell Mooney. Out of those guys right there that are above, you know, 
the 65% rostered. I, I guess I could throw Michael Carter in there too. He's at 66%. Of those guys, who are you most looking to grab off the waiver if they are available? I'll do quickly rapid fire with three. Justin Fields, we've already talked about the upside at quarterback mm-hmm. position. If you can go get Fields on your roster, I think now is the time to do it as he's just under 70%. Marvin Jones is an interesting one. As, as we've talked about, he could be the guy as a veteran that the you know rookie Trevor Lawrence could lean on, and he has been great in his last two games, gobbling up targets in this offense. And I think with LaVisca injury, if, if Visca's forced to miss any time, this would only increase Marvin Jones' productivity. So I think if he's out there, you should go grab him, especially if you're wide receiver needy. And then James White. We've just seen that Mac Jones is a guy that can run this offense the way they want to do it, and there's a lot of targets there to be had for James White out of the backfield. So if you're in a PPR, you went zero RB, you need a, an RB replacement. If he's still out there, James White's a great add. Love that one. Um, all right. Moving on to the second tier of guys that are still, once again, still over rostered over 50% in leagues, but make sure that, and make sure you that these players are not available again in your league before you dive into any of these other guys and check for their available availability on your waiver wire guy. I really want to talk about here probably on a lot of rosters already, but if he is on your roster, I, I do think that he's even playable as a flex option moving forward even with Ezekiel Elliott still fully healthy and still getting a bulk of carries for this backfield. But Tony Pollard coming in at 62% rostered on, on most leagues, definitely think he is worth the number one waiver wire ad. If you have it, I definitely think he's worth a good portion of your, your FOB budget or WAP budget. If you have it, because Tony Pollard is going to see the field a lot, especially with uh, Michael Gallup out still for a couple more weeks. Travis, you you also see standalone value for uh, for a guy like Tony Pollard. Yeah, Johnny, you brought it up last night on the on the stream talking about Gallup being out and and then so Tony Pollard getting increased snaps uh, as a receiver. He's looked great um, in in both contests as far as receiving work. Um, so Tony Pollard's a guy you definitely want to snag. I do want to talk a little bit about. Um, I mean, I mean, if you just look at it, 109 rushing yards last week, obviously 31 and 29 uh, receiving yards the weeks, uh, you know, weeks two and three, you know, seven catches. He's caught all of seven of his targets on the year. He's just looked good. He's looked explosive, super Um, explosive. So that's just somebody, you know, there's a lot of people out there that saying Zeke's washed or he's done. I think Zeke's looked fine, especially in in a better matchup against the Chargers. But I do love that Tony Pollard is a guy that, you know, could easily be stepping into more looks with Gallup out of the lineup. Would you maybe, I mean, would you, would you be looking to acquire Zeke right now? Maybe if the Zeke, uh, whoever rosters Zeke in your league is, is a little panicky because Pollard has produced. Everyone's talking how Pollard looks better than Zeke and they should give Tony Pollard even more touches. Are you going to try or acquire him or you're just kind of, you're not hot or cold on Zeke. You're just letting it play out. Yeah, I think Zeke's hitting more of his floor right now than we had anticipated, um, especially in that Chargers game. You wanted to see a lot more points scored. Uh, you mm-hmm. wanted him to see get uh, a little bit more in there, but he was fine. He scored a touchdown. He had some all-purpose yardage that you liked. You know, Pollard has been stealing the show with uh, a little bit more like flashy plays, uh, but I think Zeke's going to be fine. He's going to be a touchdown guy for this team going forward. And you know, I just think there there is some things I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be ready to go trade Zeke because I don't think you'd get value for him if you were trading him away. If you could go get him, you know, and Mister Miyagi coming in here, what price would you pay for Zeke? 
you know, an Eckler or Montgomery. You know, I, I don't know if I'm really willing to give up, you know, Montgomery here. And then in PPR, I don't know if I'm willing to give up an Eckler to go get Zeke right now. Um, just because of the usage of Pollard. And that doesn't that's not an indictment on Zeke. I just think we need to temper expectations. Zeke's not going to be the ceiling play just yet that we thought. Um, and, and it could be that this is just warming up. You know, the offense is is just getting going here with Dak into the into the mix. So we'll see. Obviously, the Amari Cooper injury is going to play another role too. Yeah. If Cooper is out for extended time, we could see Zeke used even more as a focal point of this offense. So we'll just kind of see how it goes here. And I, I just want to touch, we got a, a question for the, we were just talking about fields. We had Mr. Miyagi saying he has two waivers out for fields and car. We'll talk about car here in just a second. Um, Gus Ramos asking, should I drop Tannehill for fields? I have Kyler Murray. I think, I think I would. Yeah. If you have Kyler Murray, you have the yeah. flexibility to do this deal right here where you could drop Tannehill. If you have concerns of the offense, go take an upshot start at fields and let's see if with a week of practice and game planning if he could be a little bit better for this offense all right just a couple more players i want to mention here that are above 50 percent. we'll touch on them real quick and then we'll dive into these uh deeper guys that are rostered on less than 50 percent. travis uh we got Michael hardman henry ruggs gets into the end zone with a long touchdown there Devonte parker 56% rostered. Rondell Moore, which we talked about at the top of the show, one of my favorite ads for this week. Kenny Gainwell, another one, 51%. And then Sony Michelle comes in at 50% with the Henderson news about Henderson's rib cartilage. Uh, very similar to, um, or excuse me, I was about to say really similar to Cam Akers last year, but uh, Cam Akers actually had a broken rib as well. So not quite the same injury, but uh travis any of those guys that you want to talk about any more specific? i know you talked about rondo Moore already most likely your number one waiver wire priority uh any of these other guys henry ruggs uh michael hartman we thought maybe he could have a good game this week uh Devontae parker looking to be uh somewhat of that connection and go to we'll see with what happens with the quarterback situation there in miami but any of these other players really popping off that you would say I would be willing to take the number one waiver priority and go and get them? Yeah, I think Sony Michelle becomes one of the most interesting ads. I wish, you know, he was rostered a little bit less than 50%. I could have dove a little bit more into him for the article that'll be up later this afternoon. But 10 carries, so we got double-digit carries after a week, you know, before where he only saw one uh, rushing attempt. He got 4.6 yards per attempt here. Uh, in a game against Indy, and we see the rib cartilage injury, obviously, that Johnny had mentioned with Daryl Henderson is another thing that's on the radar here. So um, just a lot working in Sony's favor. It seems to be something brewing here for him to potentially take over this job, um, and so that is something we need to watch. I mean, remember, Henderson, they probably only really traded for Sony Michelle because Henderson had the thumb injury in the offseason, um, mm -hmm. and they already watched Cam Akers go down. So this is definitely something where we're a little bit concerned um, about Henderson, his health. The Rams have been concerned about his health, and Sonny Michelle becomes a guy you should immediately snag up if he's available on your waivers. 100%. Um, right here, I just will. If you hold your questions till the end about adding and dropping, we'll get to them after we get through the whole article. I just want to, I do want to consider because Marquise Brown, we didn't talk about him on this. He's rostered on too many leagues, but absolutely, if Marquise Brown is available on your waiver, uh, definitely go out and 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 grab him. We talked about this on the way on the matchup show uh, breakdown last week about how it seems like Marquise Brown is becoming 
the number one option for Lamar. It's replacing Mark Andrews. He's had double digit fantasy points and now uh, dating back to last last year. I, I believe it's now eight straight games, something like that. So definitely worth the ad there. He's really coming into his own as a wide receiver. I think we were just a year too early on the Marquise Brown breakout. All right, so let's dive into these guys that are are not as uh, high rostered and that you most likely have available in your league. So we'll talk about, we'll start at the running back position, Travis. You've got two guys, uh, or, or you got a couple of guys, four, four running backs that we're going to talk about here. First one is Alexander Madison, Minnesota Vikings running back roster, only 41% of sleeper leagues. Travis, talk about Alexander Madison, why he's such a vital uh, position to go pick up this week. And if you do pick him up, are you looking to start him if if Cooks cannot play? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think it was just a little odd. Obviously, Johnny, I, I would have I was trying to put Alexander Madison at the, the top of the article as a guy that was rostered too much. Mm-hmm. I just figured he would be, but he's only rostered in 41% of sleeper leagues, which means there's a better chance that he's available on your waiver wire than a guy like Rondell Moore or a guy like you know, James White, who we talked about earlier, which is kind of a, you know, a shocker to me that the Dalvin Cook owner in your league wouldn't have him. But here's the bottom line. Um, Dalvin Cooks uh, is dealing with an ankle injury, should could miss time. We'll see what happened. And should he do that? We know that Madison is a plug and play RB, too. We don't have a, to look much further than week 17 of last year, Johnny, where Madison's usage in that game without Dalvin Cook, 24 touches, 145 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, whether Cook or Madison who draws a start Sunday, I love the matchup because Seattle just gave up three scores and 237 yards to Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. This is a prime spot if you have Madison or if you can get Madison and you need this RB fill for this week, this is a spot to do it because it should be a smash start. Absolutely. You're hoping that Dalvin Cook can go against that Seattle defense because it would be very nice. But I'll tell you, I watched a lot of this game firsthand because obviously I'm a Cardinals fan and it just seemed like and I have Dalvin on a couple of rosters and it was uh, very scary watching this game because it just seemed like every other series Cook was going down with some kind of apparent injury. Uh, really unfortunate, really, really. Unfortunate. Yeah. All right, so I am being told my mic is coming in a little choppy, so I apologize as we work through this. Hopefully, I'm coming in. All the technical difficulties today. They yeah, don't want us to give you the waiver wire show. No, dude. they don't. They don't want to give. They don't want us to give you the secrets. Yeah, dude. All right, next up on this list is my guy, the the fantasy glitch, Cordero Patterson. <laughs> He's coming in the running back section here uh, for Atlanta Falcons. Roster only 16% of fantasy leagues. Uh, talk about Cordero Patterson, the fantasy cheat code here, the fantasy uh, glitch, and tell people why they should seriously go and talk and 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 pick up uh, Cordero Patterson. I won't yeah, lie. I- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Honorable mention last week for me wasn't somebody I was really hyping up. I wanted to see a little bit more, and we saw what we needed to see. Um, he's in full consideration for your waiver priority or budget this week. Um, his usage had died off in week one as the Falcons kind of the wheels fell off, but they definitely featured him a bit more in two uh, in week two. 69 all-purpose yards, nice, and two touchdowns uh, in the Falcons' blowout loss to the Buccaneers. We've seen the usage before as the wide receiver. We know the dual. Uh, eligibility on most platforms as wide receiver running back. So 
that you know the running back usage in your wide receiver slot could be a, a really big advantage. Um, I don't. The reason he's a little bit lower than Madison for me, um, and some of the other guys that are rostered a little bit more, is because we've kind of seen this show where offenses have tried to feature Patterson before. But I will say right now, like with the passing work, uh, with this team desperate to replace targets with Julio gone, um, this is a guy that could easily step up and be you know used quite a bit. So. Um, don't be afraid to go spend some priority on, on Patterson with or without Mike Davis on your roster. I think Patterson is worth the ad. The reason I'm, I'm so intrigued by Cordero, um, and it's not that like all of a sudden, you know, he's been in the league for quite a while, but the difference to me this year versus past years is you look at the offensive coordinator. We talked about this is why I was really high on, on, uh, Quadri Allison was just the size. Cordero Patterson, 6'2". He's listed as 216, but I believe he, uh, like on, on Yahoo and, and Sleeper, he's a little bit heavier. He was like 225, 230. And you're just looking at comps to where Derrick Henry. I'm not saying Cordero's Derrick Henry. Please don't uh, tweet at me. Uh, Travis was getting a little upset last night when I mentioned it. I'm not saying that Cordero is Derrick Henry. But I'm saying when you look at the just the body of the football player and what we we generally see from Arthur Smith, he likes that kind of bigger backed, uh, you know, bulldozer. And that's what Cordell is uh, for this with Mike Davis being a much smaller guy. They're both they were both brought in on very similar contracts this offseason. They were like one of the only two uh, free agents that they they went out and got. Uh, these were two major pieces. And so I do think out of all the years he's ever had a shot. To potentially get a, a bigger workload, I think it's with Atlanta. And like Big Travis said, the bigger part of this is not necessarily is he going to be like this, you know, breakout running back that everyone I don't I don't think that we're saying that. The the reason why he's so nice is because and why we call him the fancy glitch is because you can slide him. He's he's dual position eligible, running back and wide receiver. So if he becomes a guy who is getting, you know, 10 to 12 carries for this offense and you're able to slide that into your wide receivers position and now you have a running back getting wide receiver points i that the fantasy glitch Allah. so that's why we're so excited for cordero let me let me give you a couple of guys before we run on to the next running back uh would you drop for either one of these the guys that we just saw alexander madison um Cordero Patterson or any of the that we talked about uh, at top of the show. So would you drop Marquez Callaway uh, wide receiver? Hasn't been. We thought he could have a breakout season. Look to be a flash in the pan, though. Uh, Cordero or Marquez Callaway. Would you drop? Yeah, I'd be dropping Callaway. I think the unfortunate part about that Saints offense is we, this may be a theme of them all year is week to week. Do we know if we're going to get the consistency we want? Yeah. Um, and Callaway just hasn't established it even in the good game that he could be the number one option for this team. Jameis Winston, would you would you drop him? Yeah, we'll talk about the quarterbacks a little bit later, but I think both quarterbacks in my article today I would drop for Jameis Winston, uh, or I'm sorry, I would drop Jameis Winston for, and I think we'll talk a little bit more, but any of the running backs for sure I would be dropping a backup quarterback for. All right, I have two bigger names here. Uh, would you drop Would you drop Trey Sermon for any of these players? Trey Sermon's a tough one. We hope that he clears concussion protocol in time for Sunday night. You might not have the ability to start Trey Sermon based on a late, you know, arrival. If he can clear it before then, you're looking good because this team just, you know, went and signed 
uh, an XFL guy uh, or an XAFL guy or, you know, I think what was his name? Jock Patrick. Uh, they've got Lamar Miller and Duke Johnson, who they brought in for workouts. This team, everybody's been injured. Um, Elijah Mitchell did return to the game. So if he's able to suit up, I would imagine he's going to continue to get the bulk of the carries. But uh, Trey Sermon's an interesting one now because things might have broken in his favor. Uh, no pun intended there for, you know, Jim Michael Hasty who has a, a high ankle sprain. Obviously, Jeff Wilson out and Raheem Mostert out as well. Yeah, so um, definitely. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, what about Mark Ingram, who goes off week one? Uh, comes back only 14 attempts for 41 yards. Yeah, he's still getting somewhat usage that you like for an RB3, RB2 range. He's just Mark Ingram on the Houston Texans. So for me, I'm going to be getting a guy like Sony Michelle with much more upside. I'm going to be getting a guy with James White with much more of an established role. Um, and I'm going to be getting, you know, both of these guys, Cordell, Cordell Earl Patterson and Alexander Madison for their upside way more than Mark Ingram. All right. I uh, like that one. All right. We're going to move on to uh next guy on this list, Travis. We have another running back for you. This one's a little bit uh, deeper dive. We were pretty excited about him coming into the season. Hasn't shown uh, a whole lot yet. Buried in a depth chart. But Ty Johnson, New York Jets running back, rostered on in just 17% of sleeper leagues. Tell us what you like about Ty Johnson. He Again, New York Jets running back. Um, what do you like about his upcoming schedule or his uh, upcoming outlook that you think uh, could really help out fantasy rosters? Yeah, both Ty Johnson and then J.D. McKissick, who we'll talk about uh, just a quickly after this. Uh, both guys are not guys. I mean, I think if I had a tier, it would be Alexander Madison and Patterson above them. Um, but I think that, you know, these two both deserve ads. Ideally, you'd be going out after Michael Carter because they've actually used him a little bit more in the receiving game. And they both had the same amount of touches. But even in a game where the Jets were getting embarrassed by the Patriots, both Carter and Ty Johnson saw some good work. Um so I would just say that I, I think for this situation, we have, um, you know, I mean, in, increased from four carries, Johnny, for Ty Johnson to 12 in week two. He still got over 50 yards. He had 4.4 yards per carry. So Ty Johnson flashing a little bit of juice here in a game where this team was being blown out and and really handled. So I, I think Ty Johnson, I think Michael Carter, both worth ads. Obviously, Carter's rostered a little bit more. So that's why he wasn't mentioned in the article. But And then quickly on J.D. McKissick, Johnny. Uh, yeah. Look, you know, as a Gibson lover and a truther, I don't want to be writing about McKissick, but here we are with McKissick, you know, racking up some yardage last week, 83 receiving yards. Um, he caught five catches on six targets. I'm I would rather have McKissick in the honorable mention, but we did see when this team got more conservative last year when they had to switch to quarterbacks, switching to Alex Smith. McKissick saw a lot of usage as a guy that they really trusted to get the offense going. If I see that happen again this year, which had started to happen a little bit against the New York Giants, that's concerning, especially if you're a Gibson uh, truth or an owner. Now, I think Gibson's going to be fine. He's going to be that first down grinder. They're going to do a couple screens a game, but I think McKissick is worth consideration if you're really desperate at running back. I do like that. I do want to note that the Gibson, if you, if the Gibson owner uh, or whoever is rostering Gibson is panicking, we talked about it a little bit last night. I would wait one more week. They have a difficult matchup this week, and I don't see him producing a whole lot in that. And then I would go out and try to target Gibson. It his schedule opens up significantly over this next uh, portion of the season. Not only that, 
But what we do like from Gibson is that he is getting the bulk of the carries in most of the quarters, right? Where J.D. McKissick is really coming in and stealing away snaps is that two-minute drill, that four-minute drill. That's where we see McKissick really coming in. And it makes sense because he is that scat back. He is the guy that uh, is better at pass pro right now just because he's been in the league for so many years. But am I really, really concerned or majorly concerned that Gibson is not going to um, be able to reach, you know, that RB1 status by the end of the year. I do still think he finishes as an RB1. So I would still go out and try to acquire him uh, either next this week and, you know, just bite the bullet on the, on the game this weekend or wait till after this weekend and go try to get him on the, on the cheap uh, next week, because I believe that's what's going to happen. All right, moving on to, um, we had talked about some of those running backs that you would, you would drop, uh, or players that you would drop. I'll give you just a couple other ones just to ask you, um, would you drop for them? Tony Jones running back for the, uh, or backup for Kamara. Would you drop Tony Jones for any of these four guys? Jamie, JD McKissick, I think Ty the cutoff would be Ty Johnson that I would cut Tony Jones for only because I think Tony Jones is, is one of those Alexander Madison types. Should anything happen to Kamara, Tony Jones is a guy that's going to slot right into a plug and play start for me. Um, and I do think if we, we should continue to see more usage out of him, the saints had a terrible offensive game. I'll need to see more work for the saints. They'll be up and down, but Tony Jones, I think when the offense is clicking establishes as kind of some standalone value, uh, where these guys may not do that just yet. James Conner, would you drop James Conner uh, for any of these guys? Only had eight carries in this past week against Minnesota for only 26 yards. Has not looked good throughout the first two games of the season. He's gotten 24 total touches, uh, averaging like 3.3 yards per carry. Nothing significant there. Yeah, I think I could drop James Conner. I think, you know, Chase Edmonds has shown enough to be kind of the lead dog in this back. So uh, backfield. So, yeah, I think Conner's fine to drop um unless you're you know you are the Edmonds owner and you really want to keep your your uh your handcuff here all right we're going to jump into the wide receiver section here of this uh waiver wire pickup show once again I gotta say it's dire in the wide receiver section and I think that's because what we were talking about at the top of the show there's a lot of guys still rostered a lot of deeper leagues but there are some interesting cats down here so I'll try to work through them but I just wanted to preface like I'm not loving the guys I'm having to suggest here just based on roster percentage so all right first wide receiver we got up I don't think it's too too bad it's not as great as last week but uh Zach Pascal uh wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts you wrote about him last week he's back on here only roster on 36 percent gets uh, another touchdown this past weekend seems to be kind of the go-to wide receiver. Now we will monitor Carson Wentz and whether or not he ends up playing this weekend. It doesn't seem that's that great uh, considering he got double ankle sprain on usually I I'm not even kidding you, Travis. I thought that only, I, I thought that only happened in basketball where you get both your ankles, you know, uh, twisted and, <laughs> uh, and broken, but, uh, Carson Wentz gets in a football game and it's not, they're having m- more tests done today. Uh, there are some rumors that they could try to trade for Nick Foles, uh, a lot going on there in India, Indianapolis right now. So with that said, uh, Zach Pascal, still your number one waiver wire. If you don't have, uh, Rondell Moore on your, on your waiver wire column or it, yes. sorry, on your waiver wire. Yeah, so all the guys we talked about, Jalen 
Jalen Waddle, Pittman, who who saw massive targets on this same team, rostered in too much too per, too high of a percentage for me to talk about Marvin Jones. We talked about all guys I would take above Zach Pascal, but the uh, the bottom line is this: yes, he hasn't eclipsed fifty yards in either game, but he's converted on all three red zone targets this year: three touchdowns, two in week one, one in last week. Johnny talked about the Wentz injury. Of the guys I'm about to tell you about, like this, you know, and of the guys that are in the article, this is the one guy, Pascal's the one guy you could actually make a case for to take over as the number one for his team. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about when I say that that's why he's got to be the highest priority because his path to number one volume as a wide receiver in this offense is actually the clearest. Uh, when we get into other guys behind him, they're dealing with some other talent around them that's going to be in their way. All right. Next wide receiver we're going to talk about here, my guy. TP, Tim Patrick, come on down from the Denver Broncos, rostered on only 34% of sleeper leagues. Honestly, Travis, this would probably be my number one waiver wire pickup if he's available. Tim Patrick, once again, dating back to last season, double-digit fantasy points uh, in, uh, I believe, seven straight now. Let me double-check that and vet that. Uh, But that's what I believe the stat comes in at. Only uh, didn't get a plethora of targets like we'd like to see, like Jerry Judy was kind of getting. We were hoping that he would just slide over and take over that Jerry Judy role. Monster game from Cortland Sutton this week, uh, which we did kind of predict. Once again, uh, shout out to uh, and humble Brad brag to our matchup breakdown show. We we did call this, uh, but Tim Patrick having himself another nice day. What do you like about Tim Pac- Patrick? Are you do is he available to go into your starting lineup? If you pick him up, are you looking to play him or is it just like more of a bench stash, a depth piece for you? I still think he's a depth piece only because he hasn't like similar to Zach Pascal. He hasn't cleared 40 yards um, in either game this uh, this year. He played back to back games with 70 percent of snaps. That has to be because of Jerry Judy. We know this team likes Tim Patrick, even though they have a guy in KJ Hamler who's there like that could be an easy slot to a number three for them. Um, so they still have Patrick playing 70 percent of the snaps. But, Johnny, it. It's just like one of those touchdown dependent things right now. And it, and for me, if I'm going to put in my lineup, I'm chasing the touchdown. You're, you could be out this week on the on the game he doesn't score. They do play the Jets. We like the matchup. That's fine. Um, he'll come in there. He seems to be establishing some rapport. But again, you know, we've got a guy in Cortland Sutton on this roster who's going to be the number one. We've got Noah Fant kind of staying healthy and emerging back again as an option for this team. Um, and so we've got the backs that are even used in the in the passing game as well. I just think there's a lot to be in his way for massive targets, which we need to see out of a guy we're picking up on the waivers and trusting in our lineup right away. But I do like Patrick as maybe the second waiver wire ad based on roster percentage this week, just on the offense. I think Denver, and I'll talk a little bit about Teddy B, is, is an offense that I'm trying to invest in right now. It seems to be an offense that's very efficient, that's got a good running game and got some other weapons to they can lean on. Speaking of lean on, lean on me when you're all because you need Braxton Berrios on your <laughs> waiver wire. That's right. Oh, man. Berrios, uh, Big Travis Bull coming. Our article, wide receiver for the Jets. Just underrated, underrated. Big Travis, tell they need to go pick up Berrios, the B-man. Braxton Berrios now, uh, I can't even believe it, but we're talking about him here. 18 targets over weeks one and two, 12 catches, over 120 all-purpose yards between both games. Now, his yards per catch, only 10 yards, but Zach Wilson seems to have a thing for Braxton Berrios here, and he's peppering him with targets. 
we uh, like that. He's my third priority here. He'd be um, just a little bit um, um, behind Tim Patrick, and that's just because of the offense. I don't trust the offense as much, and I think that you know as Elijah Moore comes on, as Corey Davis continues to you know uh, you know establish himself, Braxton Bar- Barrios will probably find himself back in the three to four target to five target range. But right now he's really hot, and uh, it, it's not you know DFS or what the heck flex situations you might be getting him out there. All right, we are going to. I'm going to give you a couple of other guys. You could just briefly talk about them because these are going to be in like 16 teamers. Hunter Renfro, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, slot wide receiver, had a they have that connection with Derek Carr. You got AJ Green getting on to the scoreboard this week. Uh, did get a touchdown there in the Arizona game. High powered offense once again. Quintez C talked about him a little bit. He was popping off as the Detroit Lions wide receiver. Not exactly, uh, not exactly a, a guy that pick up and will just be like kicking themselves for not picking up. But it's worthy noting like Detroit seems to be a team that's be down quite often. And so you could definitely see Quintez becoming one of the uh, better pass catching options for Jared Goff. We do know married uh, Robert Woods as, you know, a teen wide receiver. Talk about those three guys. Which one you most between uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, AJ Green, and uh, Quintez Evis? We'll also uh, throw in Quez Wins, wide receiver for the Phil Dowell's in list. Um, all of those guys roster under 30% of sleeper. So, where would you go? Uh, and I could follow that up. The you would pretend out for any of those. Um, yeah, I think that of those guys, I'm I'm probably thinking AJ Green has the most upside. Um, I just uh, it's hard for me to let go of AJ Green right now, even though he's kind of been a little bit dusted the last two years. But the guy is an elite talent at one at times in the NFL. He's playing in, a, in the best offense of these team of these guys that we're talking about. I like Hunter Renfro. He's getting some he's getting some great targets. He's just like not it's not down the field a lot. He's not going to be inspiring. So in PPR, he'll be fine. But even then, he's only a 40, you know, wide receiver, 44 in PPR. And then Cephas uh, playing for a team that I think could interchange that wide receiver e- each and every week. That's going to be the top option at wide receiver because we know it's going to be Hawkinson and probably the backs. And then they're the third fiddle, the wide receivers. So, yeah, I think A.J. Green um, and then even Quez Watkins have the most upside of those guys we're going to talk about because of the mm-hmm. state of their offense, their ability, you know, especially Quez Watkins, who basically had two catches for 100 plus yards, uh, you know, in that game against San Francisco. So you see the big playability there. Um, but, yeah, I think those are those are the two guys that kind of stand out of the, of the rest of the list here. Yeah, A.J. Green, just want 80% snap count, has back-to-back. So he's exactly taking for that role of um, of Christian Kirk last year. Christian Kirk on average about targets. So, again, there is some upsides. We know Christian Kirk really nice this week or last year that you – all right, uh, let me guys that you would you for uh, any of these wide receivers out oh, Nelson. 
Yeah, I'm okay with dropping Nelson Aguilar here um, for the top guys we talked about just because I think Jacoby Myers and James White are actually going to be the way this team moves the ball through the air. Um, it seems like even in even the tight ends. So Zach Pascal, Tim Patrick, you want to take even a, a shot at Braxton Berrios. I think those are all worth adding um, over a guy like Nelson Aguilar. This next one is going to be sorry, but I got to ask. We've been getting a lot of questions on him. LaVis Nault. Would you drop yeah. La Vista? Yeah, this one this one is painful. Uh dealing with he's in pain too, dealing with a shoulder injury. So I wouldn't I wouldn't mind um ditching him because I think even if it is he's back, it seems to be that it's Shark and Marvin Jones before it's gonna be LaVisca, which is unfortunate. All right, Travis. Let's roll on to uh this ending of our uh we got tight end, two tight end quarterback to close out this show. Once again, I'm here. I'm a little and staticky, so I pause once again, trying to figure out my mic situation here. Uh, two it ends here. Max Williams had a nice day. He had a double doinker uh, where he caught for like 20, 20 yards. Really, really helped this offense for their part to see that. Uh, Max Williams end for a very pass-heavy uh, offense. We do Tyler. He did uh, go to Dan quite often last year. Uh, so definitely for the Indianapolis, we did think Mo Alley had an opportunity potentially to really break out this year. Not looking to happen again. Jack Doyle, Mr. Reliable, uh, old Eddie at the end position, only rostered on 2%. Out of these two tight ends, which one do you like? And give me a couple of tight ends that you would drop. Or like Mike just said, would you might drop Mike for any of these guys? Kind of those borderline tight ends. Yeah, I think Jacecki's fine to keep. He's we saw some usage that increased. You you want to check the Tua situation and make sure he's going to be okay. Um, I think there's a situation here where you would be keeping, um, you know, Noah Fan obviously who's increased usage. Dallas Goddard who had a bad week. I think you'd be keeping him. That was a tough matchup against San Francisco. Um, so I think you'd be keeping him over these guys because look, Max Williams in week one saw one target last week saw seven i think that was the encouraging thing for me i saw the double doinker play or the weird play that johnny talked about where it's like we're we're you know you could say this was the play that boomed him but uh what we saw was he saw seven targets he was still involved and if this team is going to continue to pass at this ferocity that's what we want is we want pieces of it and so that's why rondell moore aj green max williams are all finding themselves on this list um as guys that are potential ads because you know, we know we want to invest in blue chip offenses. So this is definitely one of those in Arizona. Talk a little bit about Jack Doyle, who just got some some extra usage here uh, than he saw last week. He doubled his targets. He went from four targets to eight, caught five of them for 64 yards. We, you know, again, with the Zach Pascal take, it's the same thing where we've got Carson Wentz maybe banged up. So this could all go away because. We know that Wentz has liked his tight end in the past. We saw Zach Ertz be a number one option in, in fantasy from the tight end position when or, uh, when Wentz was there. But if Wentz is going to be hurt, then we can't even get excited about the uptick in usage for Doyle or any of the tight ends because we don't know if he's going to stay in and keep the chemistry going. So um, I have to write about Doyle because he's in here. He got some targets, but he's definitely you know behind Max Williams for me. And we will part out and then we'll dump and jump into questions coming in here on what they should do trades like that so thank you with us we'll jump into those in just a second quarterbacks we got two streamable one 
we want to talk about Teddy B for the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater, 24% of sleeper leagues. And then Derek Carr, everyone's been asking. He's had two big weeks uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. He looks good, but with an ankle injury, Ross John only 30. Is it time to trust Derek Carr? Time to trust Mr. Reliable Teddy Bridgewater in your lineup going forward. I think Teddy Bridgewater's, uh, you know, next game is the one that really got me excited more than than Derek Carr's. So I put Teddy Bridgewater ahead of him in the article as the priority that I would go after because Teddy B plays the Jets and Derek Carr plays the Dolphins. And we know the Dolphins have a, a pretty tough secondary. So, yeah, for me, I think it's, you know, it's definitely uh, Teddy B, but it's close. Teddy, you know, Derek Carr has over 800 yards. Um, you know, yeah, as Jersey Jay says, trust Carr. De- you know, Derek Carr has over 800 yards in the first two games. This offense seems to be clicking. Um, it doesn't matter that they don't have a run game pretty much. They've been throwing everywhere, and that's kind of what helped Carr get to where he needs to go uh, in fantasy. But both of these guys with over 24 fantasy points in the first two weeks, both Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr, maybe you take your preference, but both have really solid offenses with clear number one options in them. Uh, both have athletic tight ends. So there's a lot to like out of, out of both of these guys, especially the streamable options in the next couple of weeks. I like that. I like that. I I did take, I did start Teddy B this past week in a, in a league. I had to stream him because uh, I had Tua and Fields that I at uh, in that league. So couldn't start. And uh, I wasn't. So I, I, Teddy B end up doing a fine job for me this week. I'll probably roll him out there again, depending on what happens with Fields. Hopefully Fields is a good to go by this week, but that K-Sports does it. Sports Live did want to ask me uh, or ask us about what's our thought on Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones made the uh, the honorable mention uh, portion of this column. The problem is is that his his upcoming schedule is not looking very good for Daniel Jones. So it's a little bit more brutal. But yeah, I mean the upside, the rushing upside is always there with Daniel Jones. We've seen that he's he's very athletic. Um, is you know is sneaky athletic, I should say. Um, but I I don't think he's a guy I'm going to take over either of the two that we mentioned here. All right, so I will mention those real quick. Honorable mentions. So check your, you know, a lot of these guys are all taken in your league, which could happen. It happens in some of our leagues. Make sure you look for these guys. Deep deep stashes here. Darius Slayton for France Frost are only eight percent of sleep. Brandon, I can't even say his last name. Uh, Zelestra. Zilstra, excuse me, thank yeah. you. Uh, characters, only one percent of we got Freddie, uh, Seattle Seahawks, a roster. He looked good, uh, by the way, uh, with the rookie dealing with some injuries over there. Uh, Taylor Hickey, or, or Heineke, sorry. Heineke, uh, Heineke, that's right. Taylor, uh, Washington football team roster on 10 percent of sleeper leagues. So, for that, if you're in for deeper leagues that's where we would be going all right that does it that does that does that show that part of that show we're going to dive now into these questions people asking specific drops specific ads some we got some goodies going on in here people are asking about uh start off and say thank one that has joined us to our channel please consider hitting that subscribe we're trying to get to two the end of this week we need about 25 more people to hit subscribe, and Whisper Nation will be to 2K. Uh, and if you like fantasy football content, want to continue the conversation, make sure you join the Discord. Link to that is in the description below. Got a lot of people in our Discord. It's popping off all the time. Appreciate you guys all the time. All right, so 
here we go. Um, we got is Elijah Moore by JML Sports. Is Elijah Moore worth a stash? 16 team half PPR. Yeah, in that format, definitely worth the stash. We see the targets that are getting into Braxton Berrios right now. You'd love to see those converted over as Elijah Moore gets more involved, as Zach Wilson gets you know his feet under him a little bit more. That's definitely a guy I think that is still worth stashing in that format. Definitely. ML saying, love the Tony Pollard take, solid flex rest of the year. And if Zeke goes down or just loses his job outright, then Pollard is a top 10 running back. Definitely agree with that. Um, what price... Oh, I think we did talk about this during the like, what price would you pay for Zeke Eckler or Montgomery? I don't even know if you could get that. Uh, and then we also have Zeke losing his job outright. I don't know if that'll actually happen, but I mean, it definitely, it would be, it would be pretty wild if they were paying him over a hundred million and then they, they gave Pollard some work. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll do that. Gus Ramos was saying fields against Detroit in the Kyler Murray bye week because someone was asking about, uh, Grabbing well, that was the, yeah, dropping Tannehill for fields. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, good look out there. That's a great matchup, but going against Detroit uh, that week. We like that. Um, we got T cool. Yeah. Would you trade Kamara for Hopkins and hunt? Percent uh, would. I'm, I'm really worried about Kamara right now with the way that offense in new Orleans looks. I mean, and then uh, Hopkins, the way that the, the offense is now getting to that ne next gear that, that we talked about with Arizona. Yeah, this would be an interesting one. I, I do think that Kamara is a hold for me in this particular, uh, just because of the running back position. I think that we've seen this before with Kamara, that he's had some dip games, but then he's the guy that can come in and really spike your week at any time. So All right. it would be a hold uh, for me. Clap asking if, if I was to trade Kelsey, what type of haul could I get? Just wondering. Um, you'd hope you'd get an RB two or better uh, if you're trading away the number one uh, tight end. If you're really RB needy, then I, I understand doing that. But yeah, I would I would hold tight on trying to. I would keep Kelsey in most yeah. leagues. The uh, the advantage and, is too good. And again, what we always advise and say is not necessarily we can't give you an exact person to go out and target a uh, runner because you don't know what that that team situation. Is. Go to a team that needs a tight end, might have a plethora of the players that you're looking like. If you need a, a, a running back, go to a team that has a lot of running backs. You know, maybe they have four or five and they need a tight end. Then it's easier to get that kind of deal done. Um, that's going to help out both sides. Neither side's going to get angry you get a, a good turnout there. So that's what we advise if you're trying to do something like uh, we got Jersey J saying, Hey bros, what's up? Time to trade Callaway question mark, depending on who you need to pick up. Uh, I do Callaway, think, yeah. Yeah. I do think it's, it's fine to drop Callaway. Listen. Um, yeah. So he's asking, would you drop him for more KJ Osborne, Patrick and or Mooney? I would drop him for Rondell Moore. I would drop him for Tim Patrick. I don't think I would do it for KJ or Darnell um, quite yet. I do think that you, yeah, ML saying I'd wait another week or two on Callaway. The problem I, with the, oh, go ahead, Travis. I would, I would actually drop uh, Callaway for, for KJ Osborne. And the reason I say that is, is because KJ Osborne is similar to Callaway, right? That he's a, a field stretcher can make the big play happen for them. They've been going deep to him. 
only they're actually scheming stuff for KJ Osborne. I mean, you saw that. That was a scripted play they came out and said, we're going to go and attack with KJ Osborne. So that's something that's interesting for a guy that we want to throw in our flex from time to time. KJ Osborne is a guy that's, you know, going to be attacked deep into the in the lineup. And Osborne would have been in the waiver wire, of course, but he was in it last week and he got picked up by quite a bit. Um, so I, I think he's a guy that's definitely worth adding. So Jersey Jay is saying, he, so he asked for Callaway for one of those receivers, or would you drop in Ingram instead? I would drop Ingram instead of one of those. I would, I would drop Ingram for more Patrick over Callaway. Would you, or do you, you're still trusting in, it just makes me nervous, especially with Tyrod, not as the quarterback anymore. Um, that offense was actually looking somewhat like. Uh, yeah, I think get Rondo Moore, KJ Osborne. I think even Tim Patrick. Yeah, I think yeah. Callaway is a guy that I just I have concerns. Even in the good game that New Orleans had on offense, they were not scheming him into the offense. Mr. Miyagi saying voice of an angel, but a take from the devil. He was talking about my my uh, my in there. Appreciate it. I love Mr. Miyagi always giving me confidence in my voice. ML, I think, uh, oh, because we had uh, someone ask, sorry, thoughts on do it 420 ask thoughts on Sterling Shepard role. I mean, we like him. we talked about it coming into week one that we thought he was a guy that could easily lead this team in catches. He's been perennially like disrespected, an injury prone guy in his past. If he can stay healthy, stay on the field, we know he has rapport with Daniel Jones. I think it's fine to to work him into the mix. All right, we got Inglorious P. I am 0-2. When should I start making big changes to my team? Well, I think I think oh Travis, you can you can mention that if you want to talk about it. Oh no, I mean, I was just I was just gonna say, yeah, I think it's never too early to start looking at how you can produce and get better up arrows on your squad. I would just be concerned about trading away too soon. Um, look at your schedule. Look at the, you know, not even more into your schedule. Look at the players that you have that have matchups over the next couple of weeks. See if you're actually going to have a good shot. Um, see if you're playing any of the other teams that are struggling in your league. There's a lot of things you can do here without actually blowing the team up just yet to kind of forecast what you need to do and, and maybe give it one more week. But I think, you know, the three to four week mark is somewhere where we say this is now the time to start looking at what your, you know, what your team's made of and what you can go acquire. And I, and I will also throw this out there. Like, I know we do talk about, like, you want to start off fast. You, you know, and, and in general, you do, because you don't want to be chasing wins. However, it's not impossible. Uh, you're looking at two guys here who have started off uh, their seasons, you know, 0-5, 0-6, and still been able to make that push for the playoffs. Just a lot, excuse me, a lot more difficult to do so. But hang with us. We'll give you the guys that you need to pick up. We'll, we'll make this team also. Yeah. If your team that we'll tell people this all the time, look at your team and just have a real, real conversation with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and just say, am I putting up, am I putting up points with my team? And that's not, it's just like, I'm getting bad luck because I'm playing other guys that are also going off and it's just been bad luck. Or if you're one of those teams that is like definitely in the bottom and scoring each time, and your and your bench isn't going off either then that's when we'd say okay maybe it is time to start making some bigger moves if that's the case but in most cases people just have some bad luck first two weeks and you know it is what it is it's unfortunate you can't do anything but play the people on your schedule and so there could be some better days ahead but it definitely takes uh, a real evaluation of your own roster um absolutely all right. 
We have this. Is Kenny G worth trading for? Gage and Juwan for Galladay. I would immediately hit. Yeah, if you can do that. that deal, I don't. Yeah, if you can do that, do it. But he's saying know. he can, so I, I, I definitely do think he should. Um, yeah, Kenny G should should continue to start to increase in targets, increase in usage in this offense because they did pay him a lot of money. So. Yeah, he ML saying he's probably one of my top buy low targets right now. Already traded for him a day ago in a league, trying for more. Absolutely agree. Do think that Galladay does have some better days ahead, especially saying gets Philly and Dallas in the fantasy playoffs this upcoming week. Definitely agree. Once they get uh, a little bit more on the same page between Danny Dimes and himself, it could be a very, uh, very nice benefit over the second half of the season. Uh, would you take 420 asks, take KJ Osborne over Tim Patrick? I don't think I would do that just yet. Um, I think to Johnny's, I don't know if Johnny's trying to get in here or not. <laughs> Some of the lag, the laggies um, interrupted me. I don't know if he's in or not. Um, I am. I would, I'm here. Yo, you're here? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. About that. I thought I, it's like it freezes a couple times. I don't know what's going on. Oh, no. Uh, sorry. So KJ Osborne, like I said, does get schemed into things, but Tim Patrick's a guy that's playing more and more percentage of snaps. He's a guy that this team, you know, I actually trust his role in the offense a little bit more than KJ Osborne. Osborne feels like the guy that it's going to fall out any week where you're going to be like, Oh, where, how come he only had one target and zero catches and he put a zero up in my lineup. Like that could happen any week with Osborne. Um, Patrick, I think is going to at least get some consistent usage while Judy is out. All right. Um, let's see. Sorry, I missed a bunch over here. Um, let's start. Let's see. I'm trying to get through. Okay. Eric here asking, should I drop Ronald Jones for C, uh, Cordero Patterson, Sony Michelle, or Latavius Murray? I have Mike Davis and Dalvin Cook as running back James Conner and Ronald Jones on the bench. I would trade or I would drop James Conner over Ronald Jones. I know that somebody else came in here. Tater Todd said the same thing. Uh, we agree. We would drop. But of those, let's ask. I want to ask you, Trav, those Cordero Patterson, Sony Michelle, or Latavius Murray, who would you pick up over James Conner? Or drop James Conner for, I should say. Uh, Sony so Michelle. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, or Latavius. Yeah, I actually think, I mean, Sony Michelle, and then I would think Patterson before I would take Latavius Murray. Okay. Uh, Latavius Murray, I just think, not very good. No no real upside other than just maybe plunging into a goal line. But we saw Tyson get the goal line carry against Kansas City, too. So I don't even think that he's locked into goal line usage every time either. So Patterson, a lot more upside. But even more than Patterson, Sony Michelle could take over the Rams' starting job, especially if, if uh, Henderson gets hurt. So, yeah, I would be dropping Ronald Jones for Sony Michelle, and I would drop him uh, for Patterson. We got D Bud asking what you think I could get for Tyson Will Tyson Williams and Woods. I know it's tough to say. Yeah, we uh, once again we encourage people if so, you have something like oh go ahead Travis if you have a an idea. Yeah, I, I don't. This one's tough. I mean, I don't think you could pull this off. But maybe if the DK Metcalf team is a little bit uh, RB needy, if you could go and try and get on a depleted guy that's like still getting some targets, DK is a good example just because he got 11 targets last week, but he hasn't really put up big numbers. Uh, that's what I would go and try and do. But it might be tough to do just because Woods hasn't produced really either. And you'd just be saying, hey, here's Tyson, a running back and an underproducing wide receiver. Give me your underproducing wide receiver. That's where I'd be looking to go maybe attack as some of these guys that are just underperforming right now. Maybe 
you know, uh, I mean, Julio did have a big yardage game, but Julio would have been a nice target you could get maybe with something like this. There's some other guys out there that you can kind of take a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Sorry. Jersey J saying, sorry, didn't mean to ask again for the guys mentioned plus RBs. You mentioned I have Callaway, Aguilar, and Ingram. Which two should I try to drop full PPR? I would drop Aguilar and Ingram of the two. Yeah. I I mean I would I would honestly I think you're you got I think you're still too invested in Cal I think Callaway is just like everybody's invested in Callaway and it's like, dude, what has he done? He's he hasn't flashed anything other than the one preseason, two preseason plays. Like, let's talk about what they even were. They were just two big deep plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why the take I had on Osborne is because Osborne's putting it on the field in NFL action right now. Um with Aguilar, yeah, you could drop I think you could drop He's asking to drop which, which two should two? I drop of those two? Yeah. yeah, I think I'd keep Ingram just because the usage as an RB, we want that, you know, we want to keep that full point PPR. I would actually keep Aguilar because he's actually got a shot at more targets right now in a, in a full point PPR. So I think Callaway is like just getting, it's getting really dicey for Callaway. If we don't trust, I mean, Johnny, if you're worried about Alvin Kamara, how come you're not worried about Callaway? <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Like it, it, it it has nothing. It has to do everything with draft capital, where you got him, right? Like, it, fair enough. That's the reason why I'm not necessary because you were able to get Callaway so late that, like, if you're waiting, yeah, then so you should just be able then, to just cut him if you've got him so late. Like, it's time sure. to move on and and cycle through, guys, right? Yeah, to I, an I extent. Know. To an I I do agree to an extent that you you do that, but like Nelson Aguilar, am I really going? I mean, Nelson Aguilar had like two catches or two targets, so like. I don't think I'm going, and like you said, Mark Ingram, it, he didn't get any targets. He got, uh, you know, it's majorly game scripted dependent for him. And do you really trust Mark Ingram at? No, you don't trust him, but we know that when you have RB needs and you get dire at RB, you get, you have to start plugging in guys you don't love, you know? Yeah, that's true. It does have some difficult matchups coming up too, I guess. New England, the Giants, and Washington. All those number ones could potentially so, and then and then you know Michael Thomas, presumably coming I, back. So I, yeah, like I, just I would be okay. again, I, would be like, okay. I, I know you love Callaway, and I'm not trying to come at your boy here, but you just said you know, you know, it's like well, I said I would, I would probably drop here's the thing. Aguilar had three catches in that last game, and Callaway's had three catches all year. So my point is, is that Callaway's not even getting schemed into his own offense when he was supposed to be the number one here. That's my whole. Point. Like he's just not, it's not happening yet. And I don't want to, I don't want to panic too early on guys that like you could be a stash. If you are just sitting here looking for a reason to drop a guy, Jersey J, that's not what we want to do here. Like you keep on to your stashes if you need, you know, want to, but yeah, here's a good one. Here's a good one. It's been two weeks of Robbie Anderson. I'm a little worried about him. Uh, Am I questioning if I should start him or move on thoughts on Robbie Anderson in general? Honestly, you might be able to trade him because some people do believe in him still. I, I don't. Um, but he did have a he did have a nice week one, so you could possibly trade him for something, you know, as opposed to just dropping him. Um, but I am not a believer in Robbie Anderson. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on Patterson, or I'm with you on Anderson as well. I was trying to read this this next one here. Which this one? Players like uh, Patterson and Pollard are the top waiver receivers. Um, 
for the top waiver season. Yeah, I mean, I'd be out there trying to get there. Yeah, like I would, yeah, I would, I would drop Callaway for either one of these players for sure. Uh, all right, D Bud asking, would you guys do Zeke and Deontay for Kamara? I would not. Uh, no. All right, and uh, who wins this trade? PPR tra- uh, Tyree Kill or for Jonathan Taylor and Waddle? I I do like the Jonathan Taylor and Waddle for Tyreek. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tyreek wins that trade, obviously, because I mean, just the offense that he's in. If Wentz goes down, I'm worried about Jonathan Taylor and the offense there. Um, so yeah, I think you want the better better player in the trade. I need an RB and all available are super low roster percentage, twenty percent and under. Please help. Uh, is this if you are in if you need one this week? Um, do you have any in mind, Travis? Underneath twenty percent. Yeah, so the only one we've seen underneath twenty percent, Corderell Patterson, sixteen uh, percent, yeah. Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick. So roll with Patterson. He's being used in the passing game. He's a guy with great upside. Uh, go out there and snag him if you've got him. And then if you have a spot to stash and you're looking for a stash, Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back off the IR shortly. We do know that the 49ers go through running backs uh, like water. Obviously, they're signing everyone and their mother to come and play uh, for the running back position there. So definitely not another like another stash that you could potentially um, grab. Uh, All right, let's see. Cole, start Swift or Tyson Williams. Uh, Cole, we want to. It is it is Tuesday. It's early in the week. We have not uh, dove into our full on matchups yet. Uh, make sure you check back with our podcast or uh, go on over to our Patreon account uh, and sign up for our, our monthly Patreon. We do a weekly matchup breakdown of every single matchup, and we get this kind of information to you. Uh, and then if you um, want to join our show on Sundays. We do a lineup show 90 minutes before kickoff every single Sunday. So make sure you hit that subscribe, hit that bell. So you get notified when we go live for that. Uh, so you can join in and ask us then. Rendon asking if you drop Will Fuller for Rondell Moore. I think you can drop Will Fuller for Rondell Moore. Just be, you know, be advised. Will Fuller could actually pop here as well. Uh, but I like Rondell Moore's usage as well. And then Mr. Miyagi asking if Higgins is a stash. He's more than a stash. He's the PPR wide receiver 26. Like he's doing just fine. Drafted mm-hmm. right about where, you know, you took him. He's, well, he's it, doing... no, he, he, sorry. He's sorry. So Jarvis Landry goes to IR. Oh, oh he's, so he's talking about, oh, he's talking about Richard. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, what would um, be interesting is, it, if it, well, is it Pope or? Um... Well, and the other thing we haven't seen is OBJ in the lineup yet. If right. OBJ is active and then we get it's it may not matter, just like it didn't really matter outside of Landry um, for those other ones. Rashad Penny, a cut candidate in Dynasty, Johnny. Probably. I mean, he's back on the IR. This is last year in that contract. I don't know if another I mean, 49ers might pick him up after this year and then he's probably going to be a good running back uh, for him. I don't know. Uh, that's just a joke. Don't actually I don't actually think that. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, if you don't have a spot, you need a spot, then I'm fine. I'm, I'm cutting tides with Rashad Penny. I'm, I'm throwing in the towel like Rocky should have done, um, you know, and Rocky, too. But he didn't. <laughs> and that's it that's, that's all i got today We're throwing the towel on yeah. the show but we appreciate whisper nation all you in there remember the waiver wire article will be up later today so make sure you're out there looking at that on the fantasy whispers.com uh, i had to add a couple guys in here you guys were reminding me of some guys to maybe take a look at um and, and get in here and let you guys know about so 
Love Whisper Nation being in here, uh, getting our questions in. As always, you guys, uh, you know, keep rocking with us. We'll be back tomorrow with the uh, Thursday night preview show. All right. Appreciate you, Whisper Nation. Have a great rest of your day. Good luck on waivers. If you have any more questions, hit us up on social media. All right. For Big Travi, you can find him on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. I'm Johnny Game Time. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. Until next time, Whisper Nation, we're out. Peace. Peace. Look at you go. You made it to the end of another one of our videos. Hey, if you still have some questions, I totally understand. Or you just want to join an awesome fantasy football community, head on over to our Discord chat. Link is in the description below. And if you're still not sold on us, check out one of these videos. Don't you hear the whisper?